Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Faith accesses what grace has already provided. Do you, you hear? You understand what I'm saying? Faith accesses what grace has already provided. Jesus is not going to do another thing. He already finished everything. You understand that? Jesus, 2,000 years ago, fulfilled everything he needed to do. Remember when that happened? He said on the cross, it is finished. He fulfilled Abraham's covenant. He fulfilled the covenant. He, he paid the debt to the law. Everything you ever needed, everything you ever needed 2,000 years ago, Jesus went on the cross and died to give you. Did you get that? My God, hallelujah for the Holy Ghost. Did you get that? 2,000 years ago. When? Two, not, not 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross, paid for everything. Now all you do is take faith. You hear me? You got me? You take your faith, access in his grace. Grace provided it through redemption. You know redemption? Redemption is the whole package. So I'll go slow. Just We'll recap and then we'll go forward. Okay? Redemption was what? God's plan to redeem man from death. Man was separated from God because of Adam's high treason. And we're doomed. We've got no hope in this world without God. God's like, I got a problem. How am I going to get him back? Sin's the only begotten son. You all know this work it is. But it's okay to just recap. He, see, this wasn't your plan. You understand that? It wasn't your plan. It wasn't your idea. This was God's idea to redeem me and you. So if God's got an idea to redeem me and you, then guess what? It was his plan. You get it? That's why it's the work of grace. We didn't have nothing to do with it. Does it make, you see what I'm saying? Nothing. You, you, we're lost, dying, going to hell. Ain't no way out. God said, all right, I'll send my own begotten son. Send your only begotten son to do what? Send your only begotten son to redeem them because he has to pay a ransom for the exchange of mankind. Okay, that's cool. I get it. I understand. So what's this system going to be? He could have said, he could have said any system in the place that he really could get the debt to pay for it. So he, he set the only faith system he could set. So he could have said, you got to do this. or you got. He could have gave us requirements to fulfill the law. But he didn't leave his requirements to fulfill the law because he knew no man can fulfill the law. That's why he fulfilled it for us and gave us access by faith. And simple. We complicate the simplicity of the gospel because we think it needs to be harder because we've been religiously brainwashed and not New Testament taught. New Testament taught is different than religious brainwashing. Religious, brain, religious brainwashing is going to try to, religious brainwashing is going to try to start telling you, you understand that? You understand that? Religious brainwashing is going to try to start send, telling you that, you know, oh, yeah, you know, you, you can't, you can't. Not anything about you can't or you're not worthy. You are worthy by faith. You can by faith. See, religion tries to make you, well, you know, I'm shot out. No, you ain't shot out. You ain't no sinner saved by grace. You know what I'm saying? I'm a sinner saved by grace. Now you knew righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You were a sinner saved by grace, but the minute you got washed in the blood, you became redeemed and washed clean. If I'm messed up, well, you ain't messed up faster than that blood can't cleanse you. Don't be living in this, you know. Some people say, well, why do people keep, keep, keep doing this stuff? Because they don't, they don't have an understanding. That's all. If we teach you, you'll get it. Don't be hard on people living lost. You know, the church eat worse than eating, eating their own. You know what I mean? Devouring. Well, why so much? I feel sorry for people not living right. They just don't know. 
I don't really get mad. They just, you know, why are they doing that? Because they just don't know over here. If you can help them know, they'll know. Well, how about if you be nice once in a while and start being kind to people? You know what I mean? Somebody say, well, you don't like these people. I don't care. People, I got friends. They're shot out. They don't know nothing. My friends, half of them, they're dense. You should see some of them, you know, but I don't stop. I don't stop. You know, they don't tell me what to do. I don't tell them what to do, but you, you know what I'm saying. We got to be kind to people sometimes. We're not, oh, well, you're judging me. I ain't judging you. The Bible said, Jesus said the words already judged you. I'm not judging you. I just don't, I might not agree with you, but I love you, but I'm not going to agree with everything. It's okay. It's, we could still, you know, we could agree to disagree and still walk in harmony. Is that all right? So don't get in no strife with people over nonsense. I don't know why I said that, but that's good for somebody. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, don't get in strife with none of these nonsense people. Well, what do you think about this? Here we go. You know, they want to go there. What do you think about that? Just say, what do you think about Jesus? I had one, I had the one man, oh, my God, they want to talk all this. They said, you want to debate? I said, no, I don't want to debate. Seriously. He goes, we could debate the scriptures. I said, here we go. This will be great. I'm in the gym way back working out. And the guy, we could have a debate one day. You want to go have a debate? Yeah, I think that will be great. Drinking coffee with you for four hours, screaming about the word of God. No, I don't really, that's not my idea of a great afternoon. No. I said, well, what do you think about Jesus? He goes, what do you mean? I said, what do you think about Jesus? What does he do? I said, you believe he died on the cross? He said, sure do. I said, you believe he rose from the dead? He said, sure do. I said, good, we agreed. Debate's over. <laughs> Just stay right there. I don't want to get in your nutness. You pray in tongues? Yeah, I pray in tongues. Well, we don't pray in tongues. I care less if you pray in tongues. Mind your own business. Mind your own business. If I want to pray in tongues, leave me alone. Tongues is for today. Say, I don't know if it's for today. I got it. You want to hear it? I freaked somebody out one time. They said, I don't know if that tongues is for today. I said, it's not just for today. It's right now. I don't understand. Okay. And they left. I said, good. Bye. See you later. Jeez, these people wear you out, you know. One time I was on the plane. I thought the gifts of the Spirit went out with the apostles. I said, here we go. No, they didn't leave with the apostles. Are you serious? I said, no, they didn't leave with the apostles. They didn't leave with the church. They're here working well today, and they'll work for you. You serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Then, they, then people get quiet. They want to go. Then that's when they decide to put their earbuds on and just go to sleep. They put, you know, they put the things on. I'm going to bed now. It's like night. Yeah, they're done. They're done. They're done. So don't get no silly debates. Just take it with Jesus and shut it down. Some of you getting ready to go home for the holiday. It'll be great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go home for the holiday. You know, you got to explain it. Well, you go to the church. You still going to that church? Yeah, praise be to God, brother. You, you got one of them Bibles? You got a Bible? Yeah, I got one of them Bibles in the back closet, but I don't read it. Yeah. Keep on going on down the road you're on. You know what I'm saying. Y'all been there, cut it out. Don't argue with people, just love people. But here's the thing, you know the truth, saying the truth. And the thing is this, this is the truth to the gospel. And this is what happens when people making it hard for people to go to heaven. You don't make it hard for people to go to heaven. Now, we don't condone sin and we don't sugarcoat it or just, you know, powder cake the thing. People know they're in sin. Remember when you were in sin? Did you need anybody to tell you you were sinning? Thank you very much. You convicted yourself. You ain't like you need to broadcast like, you know. I remember when we first got saved. Man, and this lady who started witness to us, I said, she's creepy. 
asked my mama. I said, she's creepy. I said, what's my mother said? She ain't creepy. She's nice. I said, she's got something in her eyes. She's creepy. She had God. I had devils or something going on. You know what I mean? She used to give me the squirrelies, Jerry. I'd get around her and say, she'd make me uncomfortable. You better believe it. Light and darkness don't mix. She didn't have to say nothing. She never said nothing to me. You know, she never said nothing to me. I said, something's in her eyes. I swear. Ask her if I'm lying. I said, I look her in the eyes. She's got something in her eyes. I don't know what's in her eyes, but there's something in there staring at me. <laughs> it was God trying to get me. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me. You didn't have to tell me. She, she never witnessed to me a day in my life until later on. But she, I got, I, my mother said, what you mean? I said, she's squirrely. She was not squirrely. You know what it was? She was getting me nervous. You know what I'm saying? You, you carrying something. The Bible says you're a sweet-smelling aroma to some, but you're a stench in the nostrils of others. It ain't because you ain't got cologne on. It's because you got the spirit of God on you. And to some people, you're the hope of life. To other people, you're reminding them of death. And when you get around them, they start feeling that uncomfortableness. It ain't nothing you said, nothing you did. It's what's on you. You got the Holy Ghost on you. And it's reminding them, I don't, I better get, I don't know, you make me feel weird. Why do I make you feel weird? Because God's trying to knock on the door. You don't even got to open your mouth sometimes. Now you got to preach to some people, but some people you're like, why are they mad at me? I didn't do nothing. Your presence is making them mad. Because you got God on you. Amen? And light, you ever, you're, now don't raise your hand if you've seen this, but you ever flip a light and you switch and there's roaches all over the place? As soon as the light comes on, psh, they go everywhere. I've been there. I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's what I'm saying. So sometimes when your light shows up, all the little cockroaches, psh, some of you, are you calling my friends cockroaches? Yeah, I'm calling your friend cockroaches. Amen. Some of you better change who you're hanging with. Okay, that's my mini sermonette. Number one, you're going to have to have faith to walk in the spirit of faith. You're going to have to have faith to walk in the spirit of faith. Write that down. I'm explaining it, okay? You're going to have to have faith to walk in the spirit of faith. What's that mean? He said, we, we have in the same spirit of faith, therefore we speak. What do you mean you're going to have a spirit of faith? Well, you, got, you could have a spirit of unbelief. You ever get around people like that? You know what I'm saying? Now, we're not picking on people. You ever get around people like that, a spirit of unbelief? They're tough. You ever get around that? Well, then the spirit of faith is the opposite. You ever get around faith-filled people? They got confidence oozing out of them. You know, they don't ever talk lack, don't talk defeat. Come on now, you got to start operating. We know that man's a spirit being. So you got to make sure. Now, I keep telling you this, building a strong spirit. That's Proverbs 18, 14. Man, I love that scripture. I cannot, the tail end of this year, Proverbs 18, 14 to me is one of the greatest scriptures you could pretty much figure out. The spirit of a man will sustain him in his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who could bear. Try it in the Amplified or one of them things that reads better. I don't know what translation I got, you know what I mean? But my translation is that a strong man's spirit could sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who can bear. You know what I'm saying? A strong man's, a strong man's spirit could sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who can bear. So how strong is your spirit? That's my question to you. Okay? Spirit of a man sustains him in sickness, but as for a broken spirit, who can bear it? I don't know. It's one of them. I might, I don't know, play around with it, see if you see something. But a, a strong man's spirit could sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit, who can bear it? You got that? So how strong is your spirit? Here's the problem. If you have a weak spirit, you are not, because you have to have a soul agreement. And your spirit and your soul have to come into alignment if you're going to get this word. So how strong is your spirit, and are you doing what you need to do to condition your spirit? What do you got there? I like that. TPT, let's try it. Okay. The will to live sustains you when you're sick, but depression, ooh, that's good, crushes courage and leaves you unable to cope. That's a good one right there. 
You mean? And that's the thing. But what, what, but depression crushes courage. See, that's what I'm saying. You ain't go, if you listen to me, I understand some of you have situations you're dealing with, and I understand it. And I'm not lightening depression or any of that stuff. But if you got a strong spirit, depression ain't gonna stick on you. I'm telling you right here and now, you reprogram your head. Yeah, I had the Holy Ghost hit me long ago, man, with this stuff. You, you, you keep a strong spirit, you'll lift that stuff off you. For the spirit of heaviness, he gave you the oil of gladness. Gave you the oil of joy. For the spirit of heaviness. When the spirit of heaviness tries to come on you, you start praising God. That thing will lift. You know what I mean? Well, how am I going to do Fake it till you make it. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Walk around the house. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus. You got to get that thing to lift. It'll lift off of you. But it's a fight. If your spirit's weak, you won't do it. You'll just sit there because it's got you. It's got too much pressure on you. You're not strong enough to get up. That's why you got to build a strong spirit. That's why when we tell you, reading your Bible, praying in the Holy Ghost, your spirit, man, needs to be fed. You know that? You're a spirit. Everybody say, I'm a spirit. Have a soul. Live in a body. You see it? You're a spirit. You have a mind, will, and emotions. See it? Mind, will, and emotions. You got it? Mind, will, and emotions. And you got a body. Your body will rule you and dominate you if you don't dominate it. So that's when you become carnal. Carnally minded people are spirit, non-spirit led people. They're body ruled. You get that? Your body ruled. So your body's telling you what to do. So tell your body, shut up. See, we didn't talk like this in church no more. Get up and pray. Make it pray. You, let me explain something to you. I don't care how spiritual you are. You're not going to want to pray, read, pray in tongues, go to church, none of that stuff. Don't ask yourself. Make yourself. Is that okay? Don't ask, don't ask yourself. Make yourself. Make yourself. Because if you don't make yourself, you won't do it. Jesus, you, you remember that? Man is made in the image and likeness of God. That's Genesis 1.26. Just jot these down. We're going to go pretty quick. But you can look at John 4.24. John 4.24. And Jesus said, God is a spirit. Genesis 1.26 said you were made in the image and likeness of God. So you're a spirit, Right? It's not your physical man that's like God, for the Bible says God is not a man. You understand that? It's not your, it's not your physical, pay, just get this. It is not your physical man that is like God, because God is not like a man. You understand that? But God is a spirit. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Does that make sense? Here's an inward man. You're looking at my outward man. See that? But my outward man is just as real as my inward man. You could go, um, you know, I, I, for time's sake, I, I don't, I'm not going to go there. But you could go, remember when, remember when Lazarus, not the Lazarus you're thinking about to come forth to the grave clothes. But you remember when La, La, the, rich, the rich ruler and Lazarus? Yeah, remember that? You know, some of you don't know that story. Well, Lazarus was a poor beggar. And he came, he came to the king and he said, give, give, help me, rich man. And the rich man said, I ain't giving you jack. And he died. And it says the angels came and took him away. And it says that when they went over, they went over into the, into, into the realm. It said that the rich man was in, in, in basically across the abyss. And he could look over into the heaven realm. And the funniest thing about the whole story, the only reason why I'm telling you, I'll read it one day in its entirety. It's Luke somewhere, right? I want you to get this, though. He said he looked over and he recognized him in the spirit realm. And he said, take your finger, dip it in the wood, and put it on my tongue. How you got a spirit and you got a, how, how you in the spirit realm and you got a finger and a tongue and you need to cool a little water and all that stuff still working, but you're in, the, you're in the heavenlies. 
Because what he begged them to do, he said, go back and tell everybody. He said, if they ain't listening to the gospel, they ain't going to no, hear nothing else. What was he saying? He said he could see over into the realm of the spirit. They died. He died. He said, the beggar died and so did the rich man. And angels came and took the beggar into heaven. You see? And he said he could see over. And he said when he looked over, he said he could see over. And he said when he looked over, this is what he said. He looked over. He said, he said tell him to go back and do so. He said, take, tell him, take his finger, dip it in the cool water, and come put it on my tongue. I'm squirching hot. He said, you can't, he can't come over where you are, and you can't go over where he is. He said, then do this. He said, tell him to go back and tell my family and my friends. He said, look, if they ain't going to believe the gospel account, they ain't going to believe. I'm paraphrasing real hard, but here's my point. How can he see and recognize Lazarus looks like a Lazarus? How does he see and how does he know? You with me? Here it gets even better. I got a question for you. Watch this one. How, how's he got a finger in hand? Why does he need water? He's in the spirit, though. You're going to look the same way you look here in a spirit form. You with me? My mother's making the baby cry. See? But see? That was a good one. <laughs> I can get away whatever I want. I got the mic. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. You got to laugh once more. But are you getting what I'm saying? So you probably look just the way you look here when you get there. So you're filled in the form of a spirit, but you're, you have a natural body is what I'm trying to get you to see. But you ain't natural you. You're a spirit you. Okay, so watch this. How, how many gave some hot? How many gave yourself some hot food? Did Jerry, Jerry, Jerry fed the whole, whole trip, man. We ate natural food. What would you do for your spirit today? What your spirit eat? Well, I made sure I, how many made sure you had breakfast today? My God, first thing in the morning, I can't even get up without eating me breakfast. I've got to have me some Cheerios. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Some of you are like that. How many ate three, how many, seriously, how many ate three meals today? No doubt about it, right? This joker said he ate five, praise be to God. You get me? That's cool, right? You got this natural food. Okay, now stop. What'd you feed your spirit? Come on, you see it? See it? Well, I gave myself three scriptures. Okay, okay, okay. But are we doing what we see? What I mean, you got to feed your spirit to make it strong. Does that make sense? Well, what's your, he said, the words I speak to you, their spirit in their life. That's why he likens himself unto the bread. What do you mean the bread? He said, I'm the bread of life. What do you do with bread? You eat it. Come on. Come on, the word of God is high octane carbohydrates. Did you get that? Come on, man. You ain't no keto around this thing. He's the bread of life. You see what I'm saying? No. I got up and prayed in tongues for and that was it. I went, then you, you didn't do that with your belly? Oh, I had three Pop-Tarts in the morning, and I had 42 bowls. Come on. You see them? Pay attention where I'm going. You guys are like, you're listening to me, but you're not hearing me. What did you, my belly starts growling. I'm going to 7-Eleven, get a power bar. I'm getting something. What would you give your spirit? Come on, man. You woke up hungry, some of you. I didn't eat nothing last night. I got up 6 o'clock in the morning. I made sure first thing I did is start making bacon eggs. I'm not knocking it. you got to feed your body. And the fast is right at the corner, so fatten up a little bit because you're going to lean out. But are you getting what I'm saying? What'd you give your spirit? What'd you give your spirit? Well, what'd you do today spiritually? <laughs> Prayed for eight seconds. Uh, didn't really think about the word of God today. 
I thought about praying in the spirit, but that didn't happen. Um, I read my, yeah, I, I didn't really read that. So basically, I gave, I, I had one Cheerio. See it? See it? But my God, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna, some of you ain't, you ain't, you ain't going to bed unless you have milk and cookies tonight. I know you. I ain't knocking it. I'm not knocking it. But did you get your word intake? If that is not condemnation, that's spiritual growth 101. This book ain't, look, I went to church, and, and some of you said this, so rebuke yourself. I'm not getting fed there. Feed yourself. I didn't go to your house this morning and shove ding-dongs down your throat. Okay, be nice. I did not come to your house and, and put some quiche in a spoon and go, this is how we feed the people, the big people. Open wide. Here comes. Come on. You got to get disciplined about this stuff. You're, you got to do this. So what's it going to look like, your schedule of getting this done? Because nobody can do it for you. See it? But what happens if you start doing it? You start getting strong. And the stuff that used to bother you six months ago don't bother you no more. Because I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You see it? You see it? That's why I want you to eat and get strong. See it? Because when you start eating the word, the word, the word is living. That's what he said. So you're a spirit being. You got to stay spiritually strong. Because if your spirit ain't strong, your faith ain't going to be strong. You're not going to have strong faith. You're going to waffle. But if your spirit's strong and your faith's strong, you stand there. You ain't waffling. I ain't moving. See it? You got strength not to back up. You'll back up. Look, the word of God's true. This, let me explain to me. Can I help you? The word of God's true. We ain't worried about God. We're worried about you. Can you abandon or can you make it to the end? See what I'm saying? That's what it is. So you got to put faith in the, in the spirit of faith, and you got to put faith in doing this stuff because God is here. For that which is the flesh, look at John 3 and 6. John 3 and 6 makes a lot of sense. Amen? John 3 and 6. You with me? That's important, man. Very important. John 3 and 6, let them see it. John 3 and 6, please. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is a spirit. Well, you're born, you're born in the spirit now. You're just not of the flesh, and God is a what? A spirit, and you're a spirit. Did you get that part? Okay, so what's that? What are you trying to say? You're going to have to walk in the spirit of faith, and you're going to have to put faith in the spirit of faith. What's that mean? You're going to have to start walking in the spirit of faith and build. you got to do this blind. You can't do this. Listen to me. You cannot do this expecting to see results. You got to do it anyway. The results will be down the road. You got to do it in the now, even when you don't see the results. You got to be able to train in the now when you don't see it working. And you got to get strong today for what you're going to face tomorrow because we don't know what tomorrow holds. And I'm not trying to prep you up for, you know, oh, something's coming. No, you know what's coming? Victory. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing that's coming is victory. And you got to be able to stand to get victory. You know what I mean? The devil ain't coming out and do jack besides getting whooped. You understand me? He ain't coming out. He ain't coming out and see you. But if you go in there, you know what I mean? Like, you you, you ready for the, you rather be ready to fight the fight of faith. We're going to talk about it. You don't fight the fight of faith with your fist up. You fight with with your mouth open. But if your spirit's weak, you ain't talking much. You ain't praising. You ain't confessing. You ain't in in the Holy Ghost, and you ain't in the tongues, and you ain't in the wind. That's where you get weak. You get separated because usually most people get separated. Let me tell you what happens. Most people get separated because you get offended. 
and you get offended because it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. Your little prayer life didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. Your little promise didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. You prayed for something that didn't work out. Didn't have, you know, I prayed for people they died. Somebody say, well, praise God, don't pray for me on that day. <laughs> you know, they died. They died. I, I got mad. I asked God. I got mad. you understand me? I got one. I got a story to make your head stand up. They'll tell you it's the God's honest truth. I, I prayed. I prayed before anything happened. I got a phone call one day, and I prayed, and I said, I got faith for it. He goes, that, no, the Lord told me this. Before it happened, I told her. I said, I said God said, he said, you should, the, said they're going to die, and the kid will live. I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, nope. I said, you got to be kidding me. I didn't want to hear that. I'm not some spiritual giant. I don't know what I'm doing. I said, I don't believe that. The Lord said, there's a lot of things you don't know. And I said, why? He said, there's things people can't get me to do because they've undone what I can do for them. And it happened just the way he said. I prayed another time, and they know who it is because I had to go bury them. Miracle. And I got to go on a plane and go bury them. Why is this? There's a lot of things you don't know. Didn't fit my theology at all. I'll do what I do when I do. God don't take life from people. People take life from themselves. God ain't never took a life a day in his life. You better figure that out quick. Better figure it out quick. Quick. God don't take nobody. Go to these funerals. Ding dong. God took another angel. And took, shut up. God don't take no angels and taking them and plucking them and pulling them and daisies out the sky and all this nonsense. Ain't no day and no hour for you to leave the earth. Right. Choosing when you're going. Oh, I didn't choose when they went. How they choose? Your mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth. People talk so goofy. That's why I don't say nothing goofy. I got intent. Never took nobody. Don't ever put that on God. It's an act of God. Ain't no act of God. If it's evil, ain't no act of God. If it got, he said, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? Come on, you understand this? You understand this? What am I trying to say? I'm not trying to freak you out, but I'm trying to show you this stuff. See, you got to be strong in spirit. See this? Because some of this stuff is going to mess up. Yeah, what am I talking about? I'm talking about your prayers that didn't work. Not mad at God. I ain't, I ain't get mad at God. Bump that. You don't know why, and sometimes you don't need to ask. Ask once and leave it alone. Why has it got to be like that? How in the world do I know? One time, one time, it was like, I didn't even know what was going on. Maybe, maybe it was just for a season to get to heaven. I don't know why. I don't know why you're on an assignment in somebody's life and why you're not. Why didn't some people get healed? How in the world do I know? One time I asked him, you know what I mean? I said, why in the world didn't somebody get healed? He said, did they get saved? I said, yeah, they got saved when they were here. He goes, good. That's it. That's all I heard. That's all I heard. I don't know. You go ask God. I said, well, what's the big deal? Why, why didn't they get healed? They could have gotten healed. Why, why didn't all I don't know. I'm working on it. God's like, did they get saved? He said, did they get saved? I said, yeah, they got saved while they were here at the ministry. They told me they did. He said, good. And that was it. Maybe you're in somebody's assignment just to get saved and go to heaven. I don't know. I'm not God. But I'll tell you the truth. The word of God's truth. Oral Roberts said it the best. He goes, what would you do if you were praying in a line and somebody dropped dead? He goes, go pray for the next one. See, you can't be moved by what you see. You can't be moved. Uh, I, I prayed a prayer. It didn't work. Well, then you get mad at God and you want to quit. It didn't work out. Through. I'm a big baby. You know how many times I rebuke myself for being a stinking baby? Big, goofy baby I am. 
big baby or it didn't work out the way I thought. You know, I said, man, what's wrong with me? I, had to, I rebuke myself because things didn't work. You little baby. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. You hear me? I'm saying to me. I was like, I rebuked myself. And the, I was acting like a clown in the morning. By the afternoon, I rebuked myself. Big baby, God's done so much for you. Little thing don't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. Now you're mad at God. God, God you, 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 you. what about the nine million things he did for me? He never done another thing for you from this day forward. He done enough. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about you. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. Me, big baby, being a big baby. I felt like punching myself. If I could have punched myself in the face, I would have knocked myself out. Being a big baby because, oh, God didn't just do this little thing. You big baby. Died up on the cross and paid the price for your sin. Bought you. And so, so what? Maybe a little prayer didn't work. I probably prayed a goofy prayer. It's probably my fault. God couldn't do it. And then I'm like, well, God, you know, you didn't. And God's got to hear all this flack about what he didn't do based upon my stinking faith that wasn't at the place to receive something. You think he, I don't know. He don't get mad. He don't even, he don't even remember it. But you know what I did? I grew up and said, you know what, man? I, ain't, I don't know what's going on, but I know God is good. Hey, man. And all I know is he's always good. He's going to stay good. He's a great God. He's greatly to be praised in the sanctuary and in my house and in my car and everywhere I go because God is good. And if it don't work out the way I thought it worked out, I don't care. I got eternity to talk to him about it. I don't really care. I ain't going to have no blue Mondays, lazy Tuesdays. I have none of that mess. Every day I'm going to be jacked. I'm the same guy every day. I'm the same guy every day, 24 hours a day, don't care. You get me 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be the same guy at 3 o'clock in the morning. Why? Because I'm not going to not let myself live. You know what I'm saying? Say, you like this all the time? Yeah. You better f- discipline yourself to be like that. Amen. I'm having a good day today. That's because the way you're looking at it. I'm not happy today. Make yourself happy. I don't feel right in my head. Well, smack yourself in the head and fix it. You know what I'm saying? You got to start rolling like this. You got to get strong. That's what faith does. Faith don't walk by what it sees. Faith walks by what it doesn't see. You walk by what it sees, it don't look good. Good. We need faith. Faith will change it. You get, you're kind of pulling it in, but you got to have a strong spirit to do this. So it's like, well, praise be to God, I want this to work. Well, you better go build a strong spirit because you cannot get offended. Because offense forfeits the seed. Offense, your offense in the things of life will make you forfeit the seed that can bring you your harvest. Because immediately you become offended when you hear and do not receive in your mind what you think you heard. You become a rejecter. I told you this, man, unbelievers are rejectors. You understand that? You will be labeled an unbeliever if you become a rejecter of the truth you hear. Did you pull that in? So you hear it and go, I don't know if God can do it. You were labeled right now a rejecter, and that makes you labeled an unbeliever. That's what he said about little faith people. They are rejectors of what they hear. So they say, well, I'm, not, I'm a believer. I believe. Well, if you reject what you heard, you are labeled an unbeliever. Did you get that? So if you get this thing, well, I got a doctor's report looks bigger than that by stripes, I'm healed business. Then if you go, okay, I am a rejecter of what I hear about them stripes, you are labeled an unbeliever. Is, is it hitting home yet? Because that's what you get labeled, because that's what a labeler is of an unbeliever is a rejecter. Thomas rejected what he heard to be truth, and what did he get? Labeled an unbeliever. Don't be an unbeliever. 
how in the world in the world can you be a faith-filled person and have rejection in you? You can't. You can't have the two together. So you got to be careful you don't reject what you hear to be the truth because the minute you reject what you hear to be the truth, now you get labeled as an unbeliever. And guess what? Without faith, you can't do jack. Is that okay? So that's why when you understand the grace, grace already did it. It's done. What's God, what's God going to do? What's God going to do that he hasn't already done? Ephesians 1.3 gave you every spiritual blessing you possibly did. What he's saying in the Bible, yes and amen, every promise of God is yours. First Peter, he tells you what? He said, he said, he divine, he said a divine partaker of divine promises because of the word of God. Being what? Engrafted. Well, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Go back up there? He ain't going back up on no cross. It's finished. It's all finished. Everything you want, yes and amen. That's what he's trying to get you to understand in Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 when he says, Christ has redeemed him from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. Curse is everything that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith, right? That we might be in seeds, not as seeds as into many, but the one seed. I've been telling you this for 15 years, the one seed. You know what he's talking about? Christ in you, the Holy Spirit in you. He's saying, what's the Holy Spirit in you do? He manifests every promise that book says you can have. The only reason why God put Jesus, put the Holy Spirit in you is so he could procreate every promise that he ever gave to you, give you access to it. You got the living word, the walking word in you. When you get the word in you, agreeing with the word in your heart and the word in your mouth, you're changing the world, bud. You're changing the world. You're changing the world. That's what we say in Galatians chapter 3. He says what? As into seeds, not as many, in the promises as a plural. See what I'm saying? It's, if you want to show them, go to Galatians 3.14, let them see it. They got to see it. You see it, you'll get it. He's saying this. He's saying, if I give you the Holy Ghost, every promise you need is in, is in that word. When that Holy Ghost is in you, he'll bear witness what you hear with your ear, and he'll manifest from the inside out of you. See, look, we're, and this herb-bearing seed produces of itself. My God, you better get what I'm saying. You better get what I'm saying. You better get what I'm saying. You better get this. What do apples produce? From what? The seed? Amen. You got it? Let me, let, me, let me help you, some of you, a little bit. It's Wednesday. Okay? That the bless, you with me? Man, we're we tracking this thing. Now keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep pulling. Don't come in church and not pray in the Spirit, neither. Some of you come in here and start thinking about what you're going to do on the grocery list. Don't you do that. Come in here and pull with your Spirit. I went to Winter Bible Seminar. In 1997, I don't remember any of it. I don't remember any of it. I prayed in the Spirit while he preached for seven days. Something happened to me. I was in the balcony. I, I would have stabbed you with my pencil if you were to bother me during the meeting. I swear to you, I would have. I said, this guy's going to say something changed my life. I sat on the edge of the balcony and just stood there Say it. He's got to say something sooner or later. He's going to say something sooner or later. Pulling. Say it. Just pulling. People don't talk like this in church. Going to church is entertainment. It's like going to a movie. They give you popcorn for crying out loud. Somebody joins. Yeah. It's a country club. I call it a church. Yeah. Why are people so comfortable in the presence of God with all this nonsense? Because he's not there. People shouldn't be comfortable in an environment where God is if they're not right with him. 
You ever ask yourself that one? Oh, we had some weird people show up. They were really weird. Why do they feel comfortable in here? You'll get that on the ride home. And I waited for him to say something. What do you mean? One word changed life forever. Spirit stuff. That's why I track it. You got to hear one thing. See if Commissioner sitting there. Autopilot. What time is this over? How long is it going to be? You, you didn't come here to hear me. You come to get something. A, gi a gift. A gift. A gift from God. A spiritual gift that only he can give. He gave gifts on the men, and those gifts give to other men and women. You with me? That's why you're getting something. So watch this. You're going to get this now. See, because your attention's there. See, people, I grab your attention. I shift it. Go. Grab it. How do you do that? Because you go get his attention. You talk, See, watch. You can get God's attention. I do it all the time. Don't you see how I do it? I talk words he likes, and he shows up with his presence. You can get God mad to leave. You can offend him. But if you talk nice words that he likes, he'll come in. That's why some of you are going to cry. You're crying. You're not crying because you've got emotional problems. You're crying because he's here. Okay, so this is what happens. Watch this. You ready? It's not being theatrical, too. Some guys are just theatrical. <gasps> he's here. I was like, I don't feel him. You're getting right now? Like, oh, I feel him. I was in a meeting like that one time. I was like, I don't feel nothing. One time I felt, one time I said, oh, the air conditioning came on. I, think, I, think, I said, I think he thinks the air conditioning is the Holy Spirit because I don't feel no God. <laughs> you feel him? I said, no, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> but I know when he's here because <laughs> I, I get nervous when he shows up. <laughs> Did you get nervous? No. I didn't get nervous. You know what I'm saying? Like God's presence is scary. A little bit. No, not like in nastiness. Like you're not, you're not like nervous, nervous. Some of you are because you're sinning real bad, but uh, most of you are not. <laughs> Come on. It's a joke. Maybe it was a joke. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit, promise of the Spirit, promise of the Spirit, promise of the Spirit through. How'd you get that when you got born again? You believed in faith and you got the Holy Ghost because when you became born again, you got a measure of the Spirit of God. Okay? You got a measure. You got filled with the Spirit when you started speaking in the tongues, and you got the overflow of the Spirit. Everybody got the Spirit. How do you get more of the Spirit? The more Spirit-filled you stay. How do you stay Spirit-filled? Speaking to yourself in Psalms and hymns. Ephesians chapter 5, right? I think it is. Don't go there, though. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spirit. Yeah, it's like five psalms. Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. So it's out of your mouth. Funny how you fill your heart with the words in your mouth. Did you get that? Be not drunk with wine. Can you find that? Kaylee, can you find that for me? Ah, for some reason, I think it's five, but it's not. It's, it's definitely Ephesians chapter. It might be Ephesians five, but I, 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 it says, if you've so learned Christ in five and 20, but I don't, I don't think it turns into that. 
Be not drunk with wine. It's probably, yeah, there you go, 18. It's before it. Be not drunk with wine. See this? See this? Are you getting this? Be not drunk with wine, wearing in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Everybody say filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. So how do I get filled with the Spirit? Boom. Show us. Speaking to yourself. You're not speaking to you, speaking to me. So talking to yourself keeps you filled. Talking to yourself in what? Psalms and hymns. Where you get them? In the Word. And you got them in the spirit realm. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Speaking to yourself. Funny, 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 funny. Oh, wait a minute. Go back, please. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns, making melody in your heart. But this is your heart, let your mouth speak. How do I get how do I get words in my heart? How do I get this? How do I get how do I get how do I get spirit filled life in my heart? Speaking to yourself in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Be not drunk with wine and excess, but be filled. You fill you fill your heart with faith filled, spirit filled words by speaking them out of your mouth. The Bible says your tongue is the pen of a ready writing here, writing upon the tablets of the heart of man. Write upon your own heart. Speaking to yourself. You got it? Speaking to yourself. Don't talk like this no more in church. Speaking to yourself in Psalms. Now you got to go home and do it. So me speaking to myself. Well, huh? you ain't got to speak loud to speak to yourself. Then say speak to Jeff. Speak to yourself. And stir yourself up. Did you pull that in? Now, go, I didn't forget you. Go back to Galatians chapter 3. You pull it in? That's what it said, right? Speaking to yourself with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. How do I speak to myself in psalms and hymns? Just confessing the word of God. Speaking you got psalms. You got spiritual psalms inside of you. You sing them. Singing in the spirit. Singing in the spirit. We got to sing in the spirit, talk in the spirit. Yeah, you got to stay in the spirit. Well, I don't understand this. Well, that's because you're acting with a natural head. Why do I got to sing in the spirit? Because you are one? You ain't natural. You're a spirit being. This is how a spirit being in the earth operates and functions. See it? Now, look, guys, I'm not saying do this 20 hours a week. Give it a little bit of time, but now you got, you know what I like in Christianity too? A toolbox. It's like a toolbox, man. Because you can't leave, the, see, some of you guys, I got, I got an eight-hour day before I even leave the house. I got to confess the word of God. I got to pray in tongues. I got to sing in the spirit. I got to meditate in the word. I got to read a chapter. I got to pray regularly. I got to pray naturally. I got to pray spiritually. Now you added something else, Pastor Chris. I got to speak to myself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I should be out by 2025. For next Monday. I, but this is what I'm saying. You got to, I'm giving you like a spiritual toolbox. You with me? How many got a toolbox? Right? Now, how many with a toolbox, right? You don't, you don't take a hammer and try to put in a screw. Some of you do and you need prayer. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know how to put this screw in here. Give me the hammer. No, you do not do that. 
You, how many of you hate not having the right tool for the job? Isn't that miserable? Amen. See what I'm saying? So you go to your toolbox. Now, this is why you got to be spirit-led because you can't do all this all day. You couldn't do it. You, they would be consumed with staying in your room praying. But here's what you got to do. You got to get up tomorrow, and you got to be led by the spirit. Some days you might go, Singing the Spirit. You ain't even checking some of you. You just in that rigmarole or how you, I get up every day. I pack grades. I get up every day. I read my four scriptures. I pray in the Holy Ghost for four minutes. Nah, nah, stop all that. There ain't no, there ain't, there's no diversity in that. There's no joy in that. Change it up. What do you want to do today, Holy? I didn't do that. What do you want to do today, Holy Ghost? See, God confirmed it from heaven. What do you want to do today? You see what I'm saying? What do you want to do today? Now, I'm not saying don't do your daily. You know, read your little Bible, do your little thing. Maybe today, let's try some of that singing in the spirit. Go for it. How many of you, some days, you feel like you need to pray in the spirit more than other days? Well, you're being led by the spirit of God. How many, some, look, there's some days I don't even pray in the Holy Ghost. Pastor Chris, you don't pray in the Holy You better believe it. Some days I just, a couple minutes here and there, and I feel free. There's other days I walk for an hour and a half and praying in the spirit. Are you getting this? You don't go in there every two or go get the sawzall. Sawzall start cutting stuff all up and doing crazy stuff. Not if you got to go get a screwdriver. That's the problem with some of you in there, banshee war tongues, and God just wants you to go meditate in the word. I'm telling you, listen to me. I had this lady. I used to have this lady. She was always oppressed by the devil. Oh, this lady couldn't get away from the devil. I knew she was doing it wrong. I said, this lady got so many devil problems, something ain't right. And I said, well, what do you do when the devil shows up? She's like, I pray in the spirit. I said, first mistake right there. You don't pray in no spirit when the devil shows up. You should have been praying in the spirit before the devil showed up. I said, when the devil shows up, use your authority and tell that joker beat it. See what I'm saying? It's like, oh, the devil's here. Wait, time out. I got to go to my prayer closet. No, go out there and tell that joker to take a walk. You see what I'm saying? You got to be led in the spirit in the moment. So you got to cultivate this. It's called in a relationship. Hello, are you here? Can you give me, give me the 18 keys? You know, church is the worst. Tell me the eight things I got to do. Go ahead. What do I do? I love going to those pastor meetings. They were the best. 80,000 pastors from all over the world. They go see the one guy with multiple, you know, he's got 1,500 people. He knows what to do. What do I do? Give me the top eight things. You know what I'm saying? It is not throw it away. You can glean and you can learn from understanding, but throw it away. It's about relationship. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm going to tell you, this is what you do. No, go there. Man, your, your spiritual relationship with God goes to a whole new level. Yes, I, I tried doing that. I don't even want to tell you what I tried doing. But back in the day, it was like, you know, you had to pray and read, pray and read. You know, that's the big thing. If you ain't praying and reading at least a couple hours a day, you ain't, you ain't worthy for heaven. You know, and I was saying, man, I kept falling asleep. I got up so early, I banged my head one time. I was leaning back in a chair. I hit the closet doors. I think I chipped my tooth. It was so bad, I was like, I quit. I'm not doing this no more. And the Lord literally told me, he goes, are you, are you all right? I said, I'm so stinking bored. He goes, I'm bored too. I swear to God it was the Lord. I said, you're bored too? I said, this is miserable. I cannot stand this. I fall, I get up to fall asleep. And then I feel bad because I should have been praying. I cannot do this this early. He said, forget all that. I started walking on the beach with a coffee cup. It's the best season of my Vente, coffee, do my thing, and all the little golden girls walking on the beach. <laughs> all the little golden girls. They were walking in the, 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 the God squad. They'd all do their little thing. I don't know what they were doing. I was praying in tongues. Hey! How you doing? 
Nobody caring what you're doing. I said, man, this is so cool. Dolphins flying in the air. I don't give someone to be like, oh, that was the Lord trying to tell you something. Stop it, you craziness over here. That's just dolphins swimming in the ocean. Stop. Stop making everything spiritual. That's the problem. We get too spiritual. Just go be natural. Go for a walk. Go walk around your neighborhood praying tongues. Go change it up. Go get on a prayer call. Pray with somebody. Beats what you're doing. Get some exercise in there while you're doing it. Go walk that bridge for crying out loud. You've got so many of them all over here. Get up there, walk the bridge, pray in tongues. Say, I'm going to pray in tongues going over and singing tongues on the way back. I don't know. Do something. Get yourself going. But here's what starts happening. And I know that sound, this stuff sounds so redundant sometimes, but it is so necessary because until you start building these disciplines of what you're going to do, you ain't going to do nothing. Yeah, you got to get in there. You got to get in there. You got to train. And the problem is training like an athlete is most athletes cannot see themselves there. So you cannot, it's training empty. How do I know one day? And then most guys don't have that kind of dream that strong in them to train that hard because I don't think that day's coming. And that's exactly when you miss that day. Okay, we got to go. Look at this over here. Look over here. Look over here. I, I didn't even forget this part. Now watch this. Through Jesus Christ that we might receive this promise of the Spirit. Keep going. So how would you get the Holy Ghost? Through faith. How would you get the Holy Ghost? Through faith. When did you get the Holy Ghost? When you got saved. You got that? When you got saved, you got the Holy Ghost. How would you get the Holy Ghost? You believe through faith. You see it? You see it? Okay. Go. Watch this. It's a man's covenant. Confirmed it. Nobody can mess it up. He's saying this thing's foolproof. Y'all know this. I'm not going back to Genesis and do all that. Go. Keep going. Thank you. You can't add two. You can't mess up. Now, this is where I've, I've been here 100,000 times with you guys. I don't really care. You got to go slow. You got to get it. Now, to Abraham and his seed. Okay, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Seed meaning what? Who's the seed of Abraham? We are. We're the what made? That's plural, right? So all the promise, plural promises were given to the one seed, the children of Abraham. He said not unto the seeds as of many, but the one. Now get that. Now get that. He didn't say, he, you got to get this. He didn't say, everybody, let's go slow. He said, not as in the seeds as of many, but the one. He said, not everybody, but y'all got it because of that one seed that's in you. You see it? Everybody doesn't get it because you just, you got to see it. It's like a, it's, I'm messing with your head so you can get it. He's not saying everybody, he gave it out to everybody. He gave it to the one seed that's in you. That means if Jerry's got the faith, to take that one seed and go blockbuster with it, that he can get it because he got the same opportunity you got. If he's dreaming harder and longer and stronger than you are, don't get mad at Jerry. Jerry ain't nothing special. Jerry just got what? Capacity to take that one seed to another level of promise you haven't discovered yet. But it ain't raining on just anybody and everybody. It rains on them that have faith and put it in these promises of God. And to thy seed, keep going, keep going, keep going, watch, which is Christ. Now here's what he's saying. I gave you the Christ, which is the what? The seed 
of God inside of you to create every single promise to the heirs of the world, which basically means this. Now, here's it. If you got an apple seed, what can you produce? If you got an orange seed, what can you produce? Come on, work with me. If you got tomato seeds, what can you produce? If you got pineapple seeds, what can you produce? If you got plant seeds, what can you produce? If you got Christ as the seed in you, what can you produce? Every promise that Bible said you can. You got the seed that produces the stuff. He said every air-bearing seed likens of itself. It produces of itself. What you mean it produces of Guess what? When he gave you Christ, he gave you the creator of every promise, every miracle, everything, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, in you. It's in you waiting to come out. All you got to do is get that word and bear witness with it and create it with your mouth, release what's on your life, and change your situation. He didn't say seeds as many. He said the one. One seed to the heirs. See it? When he gave you the Holy Ghost, man, did you get that? Did you pull it in? He said, I gave you the herb-bearing seed. That's Genesis. Everything produces of itself. He said, I gave you Christ. I gave you the seed of God. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the seed of God. He planted it in Mary and gave us Jesus. The seed of God. You can play. The seed of God. The seed of God is the Holy Spirit. He planted him in you. Know ye not your body's a temple of living God? My God, all you got to do is find a word and grab on. It'll create of itself. It has creative ability. Who got creative ability? You do. That's why these people trying to look for creative ability. It's in the church. They just working with. Here's the thing: your spirit can only do so much. Natural human spirit. You understand that? But a Holy Spirit filled person has the ability to create. Is that all right? Is that you know what I'm saying? It creates what's already been provided. Is that all right? It creates what's already been provided. It basically gives you access to it. Get soul agreement and pull it through. Is that all right? Well, you see it? It's in you. You got it in you. You got the Christ. Bears witness with the seed. Where's the seed? In you. What's the word of God likened to? So or so is the word. Seed. 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 You got the seed. What do you mean you got the Holy Ghost? When you put the seed of the word in your spiritual man, the spirit you... Guess what happens? It starts to grow in the garden of your heart. Man, you start changing the world. You change from the inside out. You'll get it. Now you got to do it. How do I do it? How do I do it? Get that word and you put it in you. Remember I told you Sunday the law of faith is this. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That's what it is. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. God said when you hear the word of God, it goes in your heart. Why? Because he knows that's the only place to create. It doesn't go in your head. It goes in your heart. It goes in your heart. As long as you don't forfeit what gets in your heart and you speak it with your mouth, you can produce the seeds of a harvest. Your mouth releases, your mouth releases the seeds of the word of God. See it? Whosoever shall say, your mouth's got to say something. I was going to give you this scripture. I'll give it to you maybe Sunday. Hold fast. your He said, hold fast. Hold fast. He said, fight the good fight of faith and hold fast your profession. What do you mean profession? It's the same word, confession. The fight of faith is hold on to the words you've spoken. See it? Your mouth is where the battle's going to show up. See, if I say, oh, the battle's in your head. The battle's in your head. The battle's in your head. 
There might be a battle in your head. I like you, Joyce Myers. Praise be to God. But I'm going to tell you right here now, the battle in the earth is for words. There's never been a move on the enemy until words have been spoken. He don't care what you think. He starts caring what you speak. When words get released, interaction starts happening in the earth. Because he knows this. You could hear all day long. You could think all day long. It does affect a little bit. But when you start speaking, you could change your world. You could start changing your world. Lucifer never had a problem with Adam until Adam started to understand he could speak. And he seen the power in what he was saying. He said, if we let this guy lose, I'm in trouble. You'll get it. Because God didn't give dominion until you became a speaking spirit anyway. You didn't have no dominion without words. A Christian in the earth does not have any jurisdiction without words. Otherwise, you're just a common person. You speak, you speak, you speak, you speak natural. But when you, you're the only one that can unlock the power that's in this book. See it? So don't talk natural. You ain't natural. Stop trying to be like your friends. Act like God. Call it not. Call it not. Like you see it. Call it like you see it. Call it like you want it to be. Call those things that be not as though they were. See it? Call them the way you want to see them. Oh, you start speaking every day. Speak to everything. It'll help you. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. Amen? We'll come back Sunday. We'll get more. Amen? Just lift your hands to heaven. Thank the Lord. God's so good. Just lift your hands to heaven. Just lift your hands to heaven. Say these words out loud. Say, Jesus. I believe in you, and I'm expecting revelation in the area of my faith go to a whole new level. Thank you, Lord. I walk in victory. I walk in power. I walk in wisdom. I walk in faith. And my faith has given me the victory to overcome the world. I believe it and I receive it right now. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, put your hands together. Don't forget, you guys are doing great. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. Sunday, Sunday, you need to come in here and get ready. Now, here's something I got to tell you because some, some of you need to start hearing this because you need to start getting ready. We're going to fast January. Okay? Some of you know this already. You've been to this rodeo before. All right? I'm going to probably be in this series while this is going on. So I'm going to probably talk to you more like this than I'm going to talk to you from the pulpit that strong. Okay? We're going to take 21 days. I think it starts like the 6th or the 7th. And we're going to take 21 days and fast and pray. I need you to start preparing yourself now. Now listen to me. Some of you, you're like, is that like a full fast? Is that a word fast? And listen, I know that there should be some kind of subjection to food involved. Okay? Because it just gives you time to kind of be sensitive but I, man if you shut the tv off you're doing me a favor i want you to start consecrating some time to spend with god that's what i want we're going to do this year we're going to come back in july the lord prompted me and said momentum carries you but then we're going to pick it up in july again we're going to take a little time in july to go back i think it's the most powerful couple weeks of your life because it really makes you shut down the earth and get god conscious quick we're going to pray, we're going to fast, we're going to give. Okay? The give, I'll get into later. The praying, the fast is what you got to start preparing for now. What's it going to look like? 
You've got to start laying this thing on the altar. I'm not asking. I know the holidays are coming. I'm not coming with this, like, heavy, like, oh, my God, you know, what am I giving? You've got to start praying now so you hear. Does that make sense? Now, I don't want you doing nothing that's crazy. You know, if you've got, you know, restrictions with your diet, don't do nothing off the wall. But if you said to me, what is it about? I want you to take the time and pray. I really would. If you said to me, what is the most important thing I can do in 21 days? I wish to God you shut the TV off at 7 and go from 7 to 8. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get in the Word. I don't know. Whatever you got to do, get off these stupid phones. Playing all this nonsense. Everybody's TikToking and jacked up and can't even pay attention. You know what I mean? Give it up. Maybe take a social media thing, shut it down and spend time with God. I'm not God and I'm not telling you what. But I need you to start praying now. Because then it gets on us. It always seems like the thing is going to be so far out and then it's on us and then we're scrambling to tell you what to do. You're going to hear this from now, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. You say, Pastor Chris, I don't want to fast. I ain't into fasting. I ain't doing it. I don't care. Okay. Eat the food. I don't really care. But do this. Take extra time to spend with God. I'm down with that. I'll do that. I don't care. Great. That's, that means more to me than you eating a hot dog for crying out loud. I don't care what you eat. You know what I'm saying? And some of you say, well, what do we do? What do we do if we don't want to do praying and fasting and we don't want to do it? Don't do nothing. That's on you. You don't have to. But we're going to do it corporately so there's connectivity and there's power in it. You're saying? So you got to ask yourself, do I, I, I got to get prepped for this. You know, I got to get prepped. Some of you might be, hey, you know, we're going to take every morning. We're going to spend a little time praying. Join the prayer group. Miss Kathy's got prayer groups going on all the while. She's going to teach on prayer Wednesday night. Every Wednesday after the first week, right? We start the second week of January. Every Wednesday night at 6. What does this mean? Praying. And we're going to get the whole church filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? That's what we got to do too. Emphasize, get them filled with. The, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in unknown tongues, come in the month of January. We're going to get the whole church filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Everybody getting filled. Bring all your friends. Tell all your friends, come. You understand? And I'm done playing this powder-coated Christianity thing. We're, we're, not, we're not normal church. So I'm not sitting here like, well, you know, let people, now people don't need to make a decision. They don't know how to think. Get them here. Get them in an environment that's going to change their life, change their family, because I'm going to let God be God. And then we'll get into all the other stuff. But I want you to start being prayerful and go home and talk about it, because I think you should have, I think you should have your spouse's approval. I really do. Them without a spouse, good. You, the Bible even says that's good, because guess what? You ain't got to ask nobody no question. You just hear it from the Lord. I'm being serious. Some of you people think, like, well, being single stinks. Yeah, you better shut it. Being single ain't that bad. You can do whatever the Lord asks you to do whenever the Lord asks you, and he'll give you a reward during that. Other people are like, I can't go. I got kids. I can't do this. I got this. I tell you, limit you. I'm telling you, don't, don't get mad about the season you're in. You can get stuff done. Other people can't. He'll bless you for it, too. Nobody want to hear that, but that's God's honest truth. It's true. I'm not picking on you, but it's really like, I can't wait till this season's over. You better embrace this season. Next season, you got screaming kids. All those like, I wish I could go back and pray. Now I can't pray. I can't do this. I'm lonely. Yeah, use your loneliness for the Lord. Come on. Stop. But you guys, husband and wives, get together. Talk about it. What are we going to do? I'll be like, hey, let's do it as a corporate thing. I know what the year is about already. God told me. I know what we're about. It's greater glory. It's going to be a greater presence in God. 2019 is about greater glory. I'm going to go get it all laid out, but I know it. He spoke it. It's about greater weight, greater expansion. So I start getting nervous because I know I'm not there. I'm not there yet. 
But when I go in and go over, I'm not coming out. So it's okay. Because the, it, the first half of the year booked, I knew it was coming because it's moving. It just went, and it's flying off the shelf. And other people are getting witness. That means he's going to invade this place. So let him just be God. So don't come in, you know, you better just get ready for 2020. Because you not only are you going to see at another level, expect at another level, God's tangibility is coming at another level on your life. And you're going to take it home with you and mess everything up. So you better get ready. So you got to be prepped and prepared for where God is taking us. Amen? So I said that to say this, get ready. Just ask yourself, go home and do it. You know what? Just be willing. That's all. Ain't nothing in it. Ain't no big, like, you know, press. And don't. And here's the thing, guys. And if you don't participate, you don't feel like, you know, you can, man, you know what? Don't be, there ain't no problem with that. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you what, you guys that are ready to go, now's the time. I really believe it's going to be a great season for your spiritual life to go to a new level. And we've got stuff to maintain it every single day there after month amen so every week after that you'll be praying staying in it accountable and not accountable because we're worried about what you're doing accountable because we want to see you win accountability to help you get there amen love you guys get out of here god bless y'all see you sunday morning 9 and 10 30 faith to change your world come on somebody Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.